0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the
1: show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
0: 106 106 in and welcome back everybody. Bob Stofford, Brendan S. Scott with you. Uh, in this hour, Oilers Director of Player Development Scott Housen will join us. He'll be our Touchback Safety Oilers Now headliner. Touchback Safety, your safety's their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We will tell you that the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Guests on our show receive your certificates too. Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, Short Park, now open in West Edmonton Mall. All right. You uh, can continue to text us. We are going to go open line and text in the final half hour of the show. Talk about where you got the Oilers at, what percentage you have them to make the playoffs. Again, what does uh, hockey reference, Brendan? Was it at 70... 78%? 78% chance to make the playoffs, according to a hockey reference, which is a good thing. Uh, so keep texting us on our Ashley Fine floors, text line 780 Alright, off to our Oilers now headliner for Touchback Safety. Your safety's their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Oilers Director of Player Development Scott Housen joins us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Scott, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Uh, Not bad. You know, it's the bye week, and, uh, you know, the fan base is uh, excited, to say the least. Uh, Hockey reference has the Oilers at 78% chance to uh, make the playoffs. The team is within one point to first place, I guess, uh, depending upon what Vegas does tonight. Vegas has played two more games already than the Oilers. So, uh, interesting times. And I know you now are you off to the pro meetings next week?
1: Yeah, we have uh we have amateur and pro meetings. I'm just going to the pro meetings uh and I think they start next Thursday.
0: Okay, so you still do a fair amount of pro scouting on top of being uh the director of player development. Is that you you've got certain teams that are yours as well?
1: I do. Yeah, I I do uh 5 NHL and their AHL affiliates and then and then the the sixteen players that we have playing outside of Bakersfield, I'm sort of the main person to deal with those players.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about that because we got access to Jay Woodcroft once a week, and we talk can talk to Keith Gretzky who runs that farm team as well. Uh, so let's talk about the sixteen players that are not currently uh, with the Oilers or in Bakersfield, and we are going to start with Philip Roberg. And where I want to go with this is uh, Craig Button had his uh, his top fifty affiliated prospects out there and he didn't have Broberg nor Bouchard in the top 50. Uh, Seemed to be a little bit of a recency bias for some of the smaller players that were uh, involved in the World Juniors, but I'm not going to ask you to comment on on Craig, but I do want you to maybe give us uh, an update on the season that Philip Broberg has had right now.
1: Right. Well, Philip's playing uh, playing uh, regularly in the SHL, which is the top level in Sweden, so he's an 18-year-old playing against men. Uh, he just came off a World Junior experience where he played a different role. I don't know how much everybody saw of him over there, but he was asked to be more of a shutdown defenseman. Then he, then he, and, and that's he's not playing an offensive role in Shalafi either, but I think when usually when he gets with his peer group, uh, he plays more of an offensive role, and the coach decided to use him defensively. So he, he was pretty happy with how he played and talking to him. I didn't see a lot of the games. I wasn't at the World Junior. Kenny was, and some of our other people were there, and they came away fairly happy with him now he's back in she yeah, I just see they played today they lost for nothing um and we're we're really pleased with where he is he's a big big guy he's still not a man yet so he doesn't have man strength um he's got tremendous range tremendous reach he's going to be an elite skater he's already a very good skater um and he's got better hockey sense than i think i think that was a bit of the issue uh, in the, with people questions in his draft, and, and I have no issue with his hockey sense. I think he has good hockey sense. He's competitive. So uh, we're really excited about him. I still think he's at least a year or two away from, uh, from helping at the NHL. We'll have to decide what we're going to do with him next year. Do we bring him over, play in Bakersfield, or do we uh, leave him in Shalafia? That'll be the decision, and I think it'll, 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 part of that will be dictated on how he does the rest of the year. But we're happy with him. He's playing 14, 15 minutes a night. And Shalefti is playing against men, and he's more than holding his own.
0: All right. So the fans are sitting there looking at this going, Scott, this guy's got four assists now in 27 games. He hasn't scored a goal. He's not contributing offensively. Can you perhaps give a response to that for us?
1: Sure. I mean, he's he, he started on the power play, and then he's off the power play now. And that's just not his role on the team. And, and I think people have to remember he's playing against men, in the top league in Sweden, it's a very good league. It's a fast league. Uh, I didn't expect him to score. I just uh, when we talked to him in summer, in the summer, Kenny, Keith, and I talked to him, and we just wanted him to play and play a lot. And uh, you know, he's would I like him to be playing 18 minutes a night? Yeah, but uh, he's playing 14 or 15, and and we're happy with him. I, and 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 I'm not sure he's going to be a real offensive guy in the NHL when he gets here either. I think he's going to be more of a two way player. Probably along the lines of Darnell. Uh, I think Evan Bouchard's gonna have more offensive upside than Phillip, but I think Phillips gonna end up being a top four defenseman. That's what I'd say to people.
0: Now, do you think Jay Boemeester is a fair comparable? For where Yeah, probably.
1: Where, where, I mean i I mean Jay scored Jay scored a lot uh when he was younger. I think didn't he get almost twenty goals one year? Uh, well he got he got twelve
0: there? to fifteen goals like three years in a row in Florida and did play in the NHL. As an 18-year-old, I'm just saying a rangy yeah. left-shot guy that can really yeah. skate, yeah. Jay can do that. And I did see Sweden play in the World Juniors, and, you know, they were going nuts over Sandin, who got walked in the game-winner in overtime against the Russians. And... Uh, you know, it, it, it is a little, you know, Soderstrom and Sandy and Soderstrom's the Anaheim, or the, uh, who who drafted Soderstrom again? I'm sorry, we just saw it. We just Arizona. Arizona. Arizona, right. I mean. They jumped up to take him. Right. Them, they jumped up to response. To but, th- I mean, both guys, those guys played the offensive roles, and it kind of looked like he was in the shutdown role, and that's kind of what Bo Meister is now, is a shutdown guy. But uh, you, you make a valid point. Like, Bo Meister was already in the NHL at 18. You said you might not. Is there so? There's a chance he might be in Shalefti again next year, and not in the American Hockey League.
1: I think there's a chance. We haven't even discussed it with him yet. We haven't discussed it internally. Um, I think we want, the, want to want let the season play out, see where he is. We're really happy with what he's doing. Uh, just the fact that he's playing regularly. I mean, I mean, there's you can there's very few 18 year olds that play in that league and play regularly in that league. And uh, I think I, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not even sure if Oscar played regularly in that league an eighteen year old. You might know. Um it it's a tough league and, and we're just happy he's playing and then we'll we'll sit down with him, see what he wants to do. I think I think he really wanted to stay over this year. He had the option to go to Hamilton and uh, he I think he was just comfortable staying in. And I'm of the opinion with the Europeans, if they aren't ready to come we should just keep him over there, and and I I don't know where his mindset's going to be, and where we and we're going to have a, a a say in it as well, uh, and when we talk to him and uh, and his agent.
0: Oilers director of player development Scott Housen. Scott, there is another Oilers prospect on Sheleftia. He's a six foot two, two hundred and ten pound right shot defenseman. But Edmonton had three third round picks in twenty sixteen, used them all on defense. You were part of that. Uh, you were still with the team for that draft, right? That wasn't the year you took uh, you took away from the club. Um, Philip, yep. F- Philip Berglund, uh, he, I mean, he's got five goals and 13 points in 34 games. Looks like he might get a little bit of power play time. Is this a guy that's on the radar scene to be potentially signed? He is a right shot again, six-two-two-ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely he is. Uh, we've got a decision to make him if, on him, if we don't sign him by, uh, May, then we lose his rights or June 1, I think. Um, and his his game has really grown, Bob. He's he's now in all situations, defenseman. With uh, Schalap, he plays in the power play, kills penalties. Uh, he's a, clearly a top four, if not a top two, on the team. He's playing with Philip Broberg. They're partners right now, as we speak today. They've gone on and off being partners. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's a guy that uh, that he's improved his skating. That was the big issue with him uh, coming out of his draft year. Could he skate and uh, he, he's improved his skating. It's it's more than adequate now at that level, and uh, he's a guy we're going to have to decide on, and he's certainly put himself in a position to get strong consideration.
0: All right, there's another third-rounder from that 2016 draft. Are his rights up too? Marcus Do you guys? They are, yeah. So you yep. need to make a decision on him, and he's playing for Asset Pori in the uh, Finnish League. And he, I mean, he has always kind of looked like, like sort of a third-pairing guy, a bit like Pedersen in Pittsburgh for me. Six-foot-five, you know, 210-pound left-shot D-man. Where is he at right now in his development, Scott?
1: Well, he, he kind of fell off the map after the draft a little bit, struggled in Saginaw, struggled playing in Finland. Um, this is a player, Bob, that was playing above his age group. I remember going to see him at the under-18s. Uh, and he was a 17-year-old, and I thought, wow, this guy's a really good player. And then it just didn't work out for him. He's now coming on. He won a championship in the Finnish League last year uh, with HPK, uh, playing 20 minutes a night. Uh, and now he moved teams to Asapori. Uh Their team's not as good this year. He's playing at least 20. Sometimes he plays 22, 24 minutes a night. He's a defending defenseman. He moves really, really well. He's got range and size. He's 6'5", as you mentioned. Uh, he's very—he's average with the puck, so that, that will be the issue with him. Can he move with the puck well enough? But uh, as you and I have discussed before, there's lots of guys playing like him in the NHL, the, these guys that can skate and move. And and, and and the other thing about Marcus is he's now content with what he is. He's a defending defenseman. He's not trying to put up points. He's not worried about points. He defends and he kills penalties, and so he's another guy that's put himself in a position that we've got to think about signing.
0: I mean, you're going to have Samarukov down there for sure in Bakersfield next year. Uh, is it rob a possibility that both Nemaalin and Berglund could be signed and playing in the AHL next season?
1: It's possible, yeah. I mean, we have again we have our meetings coming up here, and we haven't really talked about it. Um, so uh, And, and Kenny's, Kenny's not familiar with these players as much as we are, so he'll have to get educated on the players, and we'll educate them and then, uh, and then decide and see, see where the room is. And, uh, but, you, you know, you can never have enough good defensemen, and I think these guys are both guys that have put themselves on the radar with uh, improved performance since draft, whereas right after the draft you might say, well, I'm not sure, and now they put themselves in a spot where you have to say, well, you know, maybe we should really consider this. So uh, those are decisions that will be made later.
0: Oilers Director of Player Development Scott and Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. All right, so Broberg was the, uh, the first-round pick. The Oilers got Raphael Lavoie in the second round. He had a huge playoff for Halifax last year, lit it up offensively, scored 20 goals in 23 games, won a World Junior Championship, was kind of a, you know, a bottom-six winger. Uh, for Canada, the World Juniors. He was part of a blockbuster deal in the Quebec League. He's now with Shakutami, who are going for it. He's got nine points in five games since going there, 53 points in 35 games in the queue overall. He's a late-born, which means he's eligible to play next year in the American Hockey League. How many times have you seen him uh, play, and is this a guy that looks like he's ready to to, uh, maybe be challenged at the next level next season, Scott? Yeah,
1: I've seen him play probably four or five times. Uh, Went to the World Junior Selection Camp, saw both both uh, exhibition games there against the university team. Um, yeah, he's put himself in this position. I think I think he's got to move on now. I'm, I'm really excited he's been traded to Chikudemi. I thought that Halifax would probably move their better players, and they ended up moving him and MacIsaac and uh, and Benoit Olivier Gruel, a second-round pick of Anaheim, which was probably the right thing to do for them uh, after going for it last year. He's in Chikudemi now. I haven't seen him play in Chikoudami. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, he's he's happy He's not playing as much as he did in Halifax. Halifax, he would play all the time and, and and sort of rest on the ice sometimes, which we have to get him out of. So I think this is going to be good for him. He's going to have another, probably another strong playoff, a uh, long playoff run here. The Chikudami's either, I think, first or second in the league. And he, he's a big guy. He's a strong guy. I liked what he did in the World Juniors. He was nip and tuck to make the team. He made the team. He worked his way into Dale Hunter's good books and was on the power play and playing regularly at the end. So uh, I'm I, I think I'm pretty bullish on Raphael. I think he's got a chance. He's going to have to get stronger, become a better skater, and uh, and, and and like all players, the junior habits. Some of the junior habits are going to have to go, but um, I think he's got a really strong future. He's, he's big and strong, and he's got a great shot. He's a one-shot scorer, um, and uh, and and you know those those guys are really valuable. He Doesn't need a lot of chances to score. He can bury it. All right.
0: Uh, I have no read at all on Ilya Konovalov. Is that how you pronounce his name? The Russian goaltender, the Oilers, sticking in the third round? That's in Yaroslavl? Yep, yep. So Greg yeah. started the year there. Look, they fire people for fun in that league, so you can't read too much into that. Uh, but he is with Lokomotiv locomotive this year. The numbers are not relative to the KHL standards. I mean, last season he was at a 930. This year he's at a 908. First of all, how big is uh, uh,
1: Konovalov? I would say he's about between six and six one and he's but he's thick. He's hundred and ninety five pounds so um, he's strong. He's strong and he's so I, I the size doesn't worry as me as much because he's got a thick thick chest and, and thick upper body and he's and he's got strong legs so uh but he's I'd say between six and six one.
0: Right, how's he progressed this year?
1: Well, this has been a step back for him. Uh he came out of nowhere last year. He grew up in Yaroslavl. and went up through their chain and then all of a sudden he's playing number one out of nowhere for the for the khl team and had an outstanding year and now he's dealing with a little bit of adversity he's not he's struggling a little bit he's not playing as much and he probably doesn't deserve to play as much and adversity never hurt anybody i think he's going through it i like him i went and met him uh in november or late october november and and had a good chat with him uh saw him play. Uh, And uh, I think he's, he's, he's a legitimate prospect for us. I think, you know, he's got another year in his contract over there. Uh, hopefully he starts to take a step uh, back in the positive direction, and then uh, and then we try and bring him over at that point.
0: All right, so he was a third-rounder in 2019, Scott. The Oilers uh, basically moved around a bit to get a late second-rounder in 2018 and got Olivier Rodrigue. He did make Canada's World Junior team. A lot of people thought he'd be the starter before the tournament, uh, you know, uh, when they went to their selection camp. He ended up being the number three goaltender. The th- uh, again not a big goaltender six foot one the thing that concerns me a bit 903 902 905 this year with Moncton those are the last three years in the Quebec League uh, am I reading too much into the stats uh, am I reading too much on the fact that he didn't end up being Canada's number one goaltender at the Royal Juniors what would you say in terms of uh, Rod development so far
1: yeah I would say it's been it's been a little bit flat um uh, I don't get too caught up in the numbers in the, in the Quebec League. I think anything over 900 in the Quebec League is decent. Hopefully, you know, you'd like him. To, we talked before, and I always try and tell our prospects, let's not focus on numbers. But we did talk a little bit about numbers with Olivier, and and we thought nine ten would be realistic this year. So he's off that right now. Um, I know he was disappointed about the, the World Juniors, but he... He went, and he was a good teammate, and he won a gold medal with the team, and, and that, that's something that uh, that he should be proud of about how he was and how he practiced and how he was around the team. And now he's with Moncton, and uh, Moncton he got traded from uh, from Drummondville to Moncton, and uh, they're a really good team. I think, you know, Chikudemi with Lavoie and Moncton with Rodriguez, I think they're the top two or three teams in the league two of the top three or four, so uh, they should have a long run, and this will be a big three months of development, four months of development for Olivier to put that team on his back and make sure he takes them on a long playoff run.
0: Scott, I had a conversation with someone yesterday. You can figure out who it was. Just to wrap up, Scott Housen joining us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. He's the Oilers Director of Player Development, and I'm going to circle back to the 2015 draft. Uh, because the Oilers signed Caleb Jones uh, last week to a two-year extension. And my understanding was that Stu McGregor was the guy that really wanted Ethan Bear. And, of course, Stu was relieved of his duties right before the draft, but the Oilers took Ethan in the fifth round, and you were the guy that really was bullish on Caleb Jones it, without totally opening up the kimono as to what was happening in that draft room. Is that, is that correct? Is my information correct on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Stu really liked Ethan Bear. Uh, I think Bob Green did too. At, at the week, Bob and I were sort of were sort of running the draft at that point after Stu got let go. If you remember, he got let go a couple weeks before. The week before. And yeah, Stu, yeah, uh, Stu did like Ethan Bear. Uh, Bob and I really liked Caleb Jones, and uh, and Scotty Harlow like John Marino. I mean, that's a fantastic draft to get those three defensemen in rounds four, five, and six. Are that that's that's a really strong Oilers draft and uh, and unfortunately Johnny didn't want to sign in in Edmonton and we recouped the draft pick but uh, but Bear and Jones I think are going to be part of our future for a long time.
0: Well, let's hope maybe uh, you know something ends up filtering out of that third round of 2016 because there were some decent players that didn't get drafted including a couple of pretty good defensemen out of the West. Scott, we'll do this again and you're when when you go back over to Europe in, in the next month?
1: Uh I haven't I haven't decided completely yet i'm gonna get over probably uh, end of february or early march
0: okay well uh, maybe when you get back we'll hook up with you then and uh, we'll maybe hit on some of the ncaa guys down the road too thanks for your time scott great thanks bob you bet that is oilers uh director of player development scott Hausen joining us on orders now we'll take a quick time out uh we have
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA a member FDIC. Some
0: uh, news, couple news details to hit on the next uh, probably seven to ten minutes here in orders now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 127. Yeah, the Oilers have got some depth with the defense prospects, no question. They're going to need to add some forward ones. They're going to need to recruit one when they trade Paul Yarby. And uh, if it were me, they end up still having their first and second round picks in the upcoming draft. I might be leaning towards taking forwards as well. Uh... Uncle Milt was in Ontario yesterday from Brent Ridge Ford. He was uh, that's Ontario to go see the Bakersfield Condor's play. Make sure you go down and see the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Watasquin where cars cost less. They're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Right now is a great time to buy. They're clearing out the 2019's significant rebates, including on 2019 F-150s. Give the call at Brent Ridge uh give the gang at Brent Ridge a call. One-eight seven seven four seven seven thirty-six seventy-three or visit Brentridge.com. Uh, you got Rich, and Johnny, and the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaski, where cars cost less. All right, to the orders now. Injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, Matt Benning, back at it for Edmonton. Played yesterday through a big hit on Jared Anderson. There was something happened in that game, too, with uh, Manning got uh, tossed out of the game. Uh, but uh, anyhow... Um, Big hit for Matt Benning. He's closed in on a potential NHL return. Other significant injuries around the league? Yeah, Mr. just to, to finish up on Benning, too. I was looking to see how much time on
1: ice he had in that game. His first game back couldn't find any of that data. He did have three shots on goal, so interesting to follow that moving forward. Other than that, Jets forward Adam Lowry will miss at least a month. He's got an upper body injury, suffered in the 5-2 loss to Chicago on Sunday. It actually
0: happened on a hit from Drake Kajula. Andrew Kopp expected to fill in as their third-line center. All right. Did Larry Walker get into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame? I don't know if the votes yet, but today is the last kick at the can for him, as I understand it. You think if he played for the Yankees and Derek Jeter played in Montreal and Colorado, that uh, Larry Walker would be automatically in? No. the The numbers are a lot closer than you might think. We were looking at him this morning, so yeah. There you have it. All right, off to a global news, weather, traffic update. We'll get a. We're going to actually open up the phone lines when we return. Get to some texts as well. This is Oilers now.